0: But on Friday, we did speak about new legislation in the UK that has banned under-18s from receiving Botox and lip filler treatments and all those kind of other medical treatments that you might get at your local beauty salon uh, or off the girl down the road who happened to have bought them on eBay. And interestingly enough, we got a huge reaction to it. So today, I want to speak to some of the experts in the Irish beauty industry about what legislation they believe needs to be introduced into Ireland. June McCarthy is the chair of the National Standards of Ireland uh, Mirror uh, for TC409 and also... um, Um, uh, Mariga uh, Sheedy is the president of the Hair and Beauty Industry Confederation which is better known as HABIC and they both join me on the line Uh, good afternoon to you girls hi Nile. how are you or ladies should I say I do apologize Okay, let me just come to you first if I can, uh, Mariga. Uh, yes. Am I pronouncing your name properly?
2: Yes, you are. Thank you. Perfect.
0: Okay, so you, I don't know whether you listened to the show on Friday and we, we talked about the English obviously bringing in this legislation to stop lip filler and Botox and all that kind of stuff being given to under-18s. Maybe that doesn't go far enough because maybe we need more regulations about who is giving these, you know, these injections of lip fillers and Botox because it's not something that an unqualified person should be doing, I imagine.
2: Uh, no, absolutely. And if I could first make a distinction between the Botox and the lip filler, um, Botox, of course, being a brand name. So we're talking about any anti-wrinkle injection there. Yeah. And Which is, I, be- I re- believe, is
0: made from botulism, by the way.
2: That's right. A botulism toxin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so that is already uh, registered as a drug in this country. So that can never be uh, given except by a medical professional legally. So under or over 18, if you are already having or are aware of people getting anti-wrinkle injections from somebody in the beauty sector, uh, so we've already got that legislation in place, um, so lip filler is different. Lip filler is something that is unregulated and what you're saying is correct. That can
0: be given by virtually anybody. The girl down the road who bought it on eBay.
2: Oh, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so so what, and, and how far does this stretch? What about other cosmetic surgery? Like, I, I, you know, liposuction, breast implants, all that kind of stuff. I'm assuming they have to be done by um, people who are registered um, co- uh, cosmetic surgeons.
2: Yes, absolutely. Now, um, today I'm speaking uh, on behalf of HABIC, which is the Hair and Beauty Industry yeah. Federation in Ireland. And we look after um, beauty therapists and hair uh, stylists as well. So yeah. it's everything in the beauty sector. So anything that requires um, a registered drug or a surgery, of course, uh, already is covered and should only be performed by a medical professional. So what's
0: not covered?
2: So the lip filler and various other filler that you can have in your face, um, that, that's our grey area at the moment. Okay. And that, that is the one that... And uh, what is in
0: that stuff that they're injecting into people's lips? Because I've seen a video come up on TikTok recently there where this poor woman had got an injection in her lips. I think it had gone hard or something. So they had to cut open her lip and pull out this hard... It looked like a lump of hard plastic out of her lip. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it
2: sounds like that might have been silicone. If they were silicone back in the day. The original fillers were, were silicone. These days, you're more likely to see hyaluronic acid Right. Um, as a filler.
0: OK, good. Doesn't sound very pretty. Now, and let me just go to June McCarthy oh. as well, who's chair of the NSA, uh, mayor for TC409. Uh, June, I mean, what, what legislation needs to be put in place? Or what, because at the moment, a lot of it seems to be self-regulated.
1: Yeah, it it is only self-regulated presently, Niall. Um, And about 10 years ago, just a little bit of history on the standard itself. This standard is a service standard, not a treatment standard. So it doesn't go into the nitty gritties of how to do each treatment. It covers a more general... Issues like risk assessment, maintenance, hygiene, all that sort of stuff that a salon needs to operate towards. But about 10 years ago, um, NSEI, National Standards Authority of Ireland, who write industry standards here in Ireland, they, and they implement them as well, they were approached to write a standard for the beauty industry because there was a real move in Europe by aesthetic medical doctors um, to stop therapists doing advanced treatments, Now, when I say advanced treatments, I mean, you know, the laser IPL or chemical peels, those sort of things. Mm-hmm. So, and there was no need for that because there are national qualifications for all of those treatments. So it really was, we needed to self-regulate quickly. Um, now, And that, that did actually happen in France, like overnight they were told literally you cannot do these treatments. So we needed to protect the industry in that, in that respect. And it's great that the UK brought in legislation for the under-18s, but it's a much, 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 much bigger issue. Now, there is one line of the well, that of is, standards Sorry for interrupting you, but, but that is... Says, Medical procedures, including aesthetic surgical procedures and cosmetic injectable procedures, including sclerotherapy, are excluded from the scope of this standard. So that's not recogni- We don't recognise in the standard that therapists should do any injectables. And sclerotherapy, in case you haven't heard of it, is if you have, say, varicose veins, blue veins in your legs, you inject a solution to reduce the actual um, Size of the of the vein. Itself. Right. So that can be very dangerous. Okay,
0: I, okay. so you, you've spoken already in relation to, you've spoken to government in relation to this. What is your feeling on firstly banning under-18s? I'll ask both of you this, by the way, because it's an interesting one that we talked about on Friday, from receiving in this. Now, now, we did expand into things like tattoos and, you know, other types of body piercings and stuff like that as well. But in relation to, say, the, you know, the beauty industry and these injections per se or any, any kind of registered injection, what is your th- your your feelings on under eighteen? This June, oh,
1: a hundred percent. You definitely should, you know, stop or not allow um, any under eighteen to uh, have an injection like this, unless, of course, their their parents decide that they can sign some sort of disclaimer. You can't, you know,
0: let's say for personal. Uh, p- You know situations. Well they did in the UK they said even with parents' consent. I I personally would agree with it 100%. But you see
1: it's, it's a much much, as I say it's a much greater issue and as Marika said, Botox is like, you know, that is made in Ireland over in the west of Ireland and it's a huge, I don't know if I can say the name, but it's a massive, massive global company. They're not interested in selling their Botox and they wouldn't do it because they're very reputable to anybody who's not, who shouldn't be using it. They would train doctors and medical professionals on how to use and inject their products but if you're buying botox and people will say botox it, it seems like, it's facility. like the,
0: it's like the word hoover when we talk about yeah, vacuum exactly. cleaners yeah
1: what is it what are you buying you don't know because it could be anything and i know that that company would just wouldn't put it up on the internet for somebody down the road to inject it at you know parties now about eight years ago now i contacted the department of health and to try and see if we could get regulation in, even for just the advanced treatments you know the lasers and all that sort of stuff and at that stage, they were only starting to write legislation for the private hospitals. So mm-hmm. he said, now I did get to speak to the right person, as I say, because sometimes he can be moved around the houses. And he said, look, come back to me in five or six years' time. You know, I, yeah, so I, I, I think I'm sorry, it I just, was just, a really good okay. time for, for it to happen and there's no need
0: but that's well, the next point Next point, next point I was happening. going to make. It, I think it is, and let me just go back to uh, Mariga on this one. I think it is the best time because, Mariga, I think you being on the front line and your your members being on the front line in the hair and beauty industry will have noticed that social media, the likes of TikTok and these Instagrammers or influencers and these people who are constantly encouraging young, particularly young girls, you know, to get these fillers and have lips that stick out like that. I mean... It is a very difficult time for young women to try to match up to some of these individuals who are online, isn't it? And they want to look like them, particularly if they're under 18 years of age.
2: Uh, yes, absolutely. And apart from my work from, for Havoc, I have my own skin clinic here in Wexford Skin Essential. So I am literally on the, the, the cold face of having this conversation every day. Um, with people, with particularly with mothers concerned about younger daughters and teenagers and all of this influence. Now, we always did have influencers. I was a teenager in the 80s and, you know, everybody just wanted to look and dress like Madonna.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. It was it was a, a clothes and a makeup thing, you know, luckily for us, we, we weren't exposed to all of it. Um, and I think for that reason, that the regulation that they brought in in the UK, I would very much welcome uh, mm-hmm. something like that here and have it certainly as a representative body is more than happy to engage with the relevant government departments um, you know, in a consultancy, advisory or just an open table discussion to get this moving. It happened for sunbeds and I think we can make it happen. And, and what we're is the deck. delay?
0: And it wasn't just sunbeds. I know it happened with teeth whitening uh, going back some time ago as well, going back about seven or eight years ago when everybody, of course, with the, these teeth whitening places were open up everywhere <laughs> and all of a sudden the government then put in a fine that you couldn't actually do it anymore because the stuff they were using, whatever it is, hyd- hydrogen peroxide or whatever it was, was damaging people's gums. So, so they managed to bring in legislation fairly quick for that. So what's the delay uh, now in bringing in this legislation?
2: The delay just uh, might be um, awareness at government level so conversations like this you know are, are, are really invaluable to, to get the conversation open to raise awareness and we would ask in Havik that um, any industry professionals hair and beauty because this goes on you know in hair salons as well it's not just in beauty salons that they make us aware tell us what is your opinion. We can best represent the industry when we have as many voices as possible. And, you know, members of the public We very much welcome um, your opinions as well. We can mm-hmm. be contacted through havoc.ie. So the more voices that we have, the louder representation we can make at government level to make sure that this is raised.
0: And June, in, in relation to people who are getting this just done, you know, from the girl down the road or whatever it is who's doing nixers, I mean, do you see or have you heard of many botched jobs, people being damaged, you know, and people being physically damaged by these fillers, which are not done properly, or ended up with infected lips or infected foreheads uh, from injections. Are you seeing much of that?
1: Yeah, about three years ago I was on another radio show and there was a consultant aesthetic doctor and a doctor from an A&E department. And the A&E doctor said he was sick and tired of people coming through the door with spot jobs on their faces. I would wager that you could probably dedicate a whole week of your show, Niall, to people phoning in. Uh, you know, if they were brave enough to, to tell you know, speak of their experiences of of what's gone wrong. And you hear about it a lot. Mm-hmm. You, you genuinely do. And the the AME departments are fed up with it now at this stage. So I really don't think that... Um,
0: and on a serious note, by the way, it can cause death because you can get sepsis, of course, at the bloodstream, if you get po- blood poisoning as well. Yeah, yeah of so. course. Oh, no, no, uh, To the, the extreme, I probably, suppose.
1: Like Botox itself, as you say, like, you know, the, the real Botox is probably, even though there's botulum, It's, it's, it's really
0: safe, really, yeah. at
1: this stage. Um, but if, if, if you're buying Botox in, in air quotes and then you don't know what it is, and then you don't know what you're doing, you don't have clean needles or anything like that, God knows what could happen. And it, like, it really is a very serious issue
0: and and uh, uh, Maria, do you, are you are you talking to people or customers who are coming in who are getting it from the the girl down the road or the guy down the road who is literally buying it online are there people doing that is that happening much or is that do you think they are isolated instances
2: um i certainly hear some of it mm-hmm. uh yeah, absolutely and as these procedures become more common uh we're going to hear more simply just by sheer you know force of numbers yeah um i would i would like to let your listeners know that this for me personally now speaking, the issue with the lip filler and having a lip filler from a non-medical person is not the lip filler itself. You can, you Niall, can, I can go and get trained, highly trained, and maybe become very competent, who knows, in administering lip filler. The problem is that the antidote, should anything go wrong with lip filler, is a medically prescribed drug only. Okay. So if you go and inject somebody they have an allergic reaction or the filler needs to be dissolved, it needs to happen very, very quickly. Like within 20 minutes, you need to get that hyaluronidase, right. it's called, in to dissolve it. It needs to be very, very quick. And this cannot happen in somebody's kitchen or even in a beauty salon or a hair salon because you do not, as a non-medical professional, have access to this drug.
0: And how common is it for people to have an allergic reaction to any of these kind of dermal fillers? How, how common is it?
2: I don't have numbers on that. I wouldn't like to speculate, but I know that anecdotally we hear enough just to, to frighten me.
0: Okay, so people end up with massive lips because they swell up, essentially.
2: Yeah, I mean that—that's probably one of the least worrisome um, okay. issues. But tissue death, tissue necrosis, is the one that—that's the, the most scary and blind. And what what's tissue
0: necrosis? What is it?
2: Uh, it's when the, the tissue cells, the skin cells, actually die. Um, You will see. Now, this is extreme, but you will see it. You can look it up. You will see it. It's where, you know, the lips or wherever the filler is injected, turns black, the tissue dies, and you cannot get it back.
0: Okay, so it ends up uh, similar to frostbite or any of those other things that that kill tissue cells. Okay, so uh, just finally, June, in relation to where we go from here. I mean, look, we see constantly legislation getting kicked down the road in this country. Uh, This is really important. I think it's very important at the moment because there's such a push. And I I hate to make this uh, very focused on on young girls, but it is. I have to be honest with you because you don't see young men, and maybe some do get it done, I don't know, but you don't see young men getting it certainly done as much as young women because there's a huge amount of pressure on them to look a certain way at the moment, which I think is very sad of society to do that to young women. So... How do we, you know, uh, speed up the, the process of regulating this properly, and you know, making it illegal, and making those who, for example, do it down the back street or buy stuff online and do it unqualified, uh, making them essentially pay, i.e., a fine or whatever it happens to be. How do we, how do we get that process in, in place?
1: Well, I suppose there's always going to be in any industry, you know, a certain percentage of people who won't do things correctly. There's no no question about that. Um, and I would only think that the best way to go ahead is, is through Havoc, um and Margaret of Work, who's uh, the CEO of Havoc, um and Skillnet Ireland. That's how the whole thing came about. Um well happily and would speak to government ministers on a regular basis about various issues, and that's the only way that we can do. It. We can lobby them through Habic, through an actual organisation which we now have. I mean, we set up um, Habic there back in 2019, and um, now we have an actual body for the beauty industry, a, a voice basically, to go and speak to ministers, as Mariga said, and try and get them to listen. But the more that it's spoken about, like on, on your show, and when I heard your show on Friday, I was delighted to, to, you know, to see you um, broach it, and it's, it's just mm-hmm. very, very badly needed, um, and again, well, well, you, you, you
0: two guys, are, are when I say you two ladies, there are only one aspect of this. I mean, the other aspect of it that we talked about as well the other day is, I know this is not your department, but it's kind of tattoos and, you know, body piercings. And all, basically all of this, that there's huge pressure on people to look a certain way. And I, I'm all for individualism. And as Mariga rightly mentioned, many years ago, people wanted to look like Madonna. But that was a case of wearing different makeup and different clothes. That's perfectly fine. But when we talk about young people, we have to protect them.
1: Yeah, now there is a standard for tattooing, um, but again, I wasn't involved in writing that, um, so I can't really comment too much on it. But again, it's only a standard, and it's only self-regulation. There yeah. is, there's nothing official, there's no legislation, and the Minister just needs to, to listen to the various bodies, um, you know, yeah. like Havoc, and, and help us to try and regulate it.